Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N Guitars.com Alive. Fuck it. Oh, yeah, and that's how we started. It's, it's a whole new month. It's May 2019, and we're here to report on the cannabis legalization news of the week of the year. Hey, uh, hey, Miggy, did you, did you hear? Did you hear the news? Which one? Uh, the, the the recent one with the Trump testimony or? Um... Oh, no, no. This is cannabis related news. I, I kind of have pretended like Trump is something that doesn't exist. <laughs> Fucking, uh, his uh, goddamn, uh, I'm looking for it now, but in the recent marijuana moment, his uh, whatever you call it, uh, they testified against a lot of bills recently for VA. Hmm. Oh, that is part of the marijuana news. That is actually pretty good. There are some uh, marijuana bills that are going through Congress that would allow the VA to provide uh, recommendations because medical marijuana is not a prescribed product. Um, just a second. I'm going to talk to Google for a minute. Hey, Google, turn the light down to 50%. But uh, yeah. So yeah, I found that it is the Trump administration is what I was, the word I was trying to go for, administration. Opposes mm-hmm. veterans' medical cannabis bills. He opposes it. So the Trump administration has the Trump the Trump administration has actually gone on record to say like we don't we don't want this. There was there was a testimony at the uh, House Veterans Subcommittee on Health Bill. They held a hearing, mm-hmm. and I posted the the article in the uh, comments here. There was a testimony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I'm I'm doing something of a highly technical nature so that the Facebook people can, um, you know, come on over. But all right, yeah. yes, there was testimony, and 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 that's that's ridiculous because I mean, like, even the VA's website makes reference to the efficacy of marijuana on it. I mean, that's that's really frustrating and really just like a kick in the nuts for all these veterans that are out there. And then what do they see? They go to the VA who, who won't allow them to get uh, medical marijuana. And on their own website, it says medical marijuana may be effective. But then it gets back into that uh, government speak that's always out there for marijuana where they say, well, we don't know because there's been no tests. And the reason there's been no test is because, well, it's been illegal to test it. 
Well, and then what bothers me is the political speak on it. It's always like, well, it's going to be up to the states' rights. Fuck the states' rights. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's right. It's it's not it's not going to be up to the states' rights because the states' rights creates this problem with the uh, equal yeah the Fourteenth Amendment's equal protection clause because some of the way that the laws are written, you're going to be creating a hodgepodge of laws where if one person does something in one state, it's fine, and if somebody does something in another state, it's a crime at a federal level. So people are not being treated equally at all. But uh, I, I digress on that point. I just can't believe that they would come out and actually say that they are uh, against the VA using medical marijuana. And then some people uh, will have the audacity to say that they believe that Trump will uh, legalize it if given the opportunity. Yeah. But not, did you do you have a copy of the article that you could share the link to the people so that we can put it in the comments? Yeah, I did post it there. And uh, Books and Coffee asked about what about House Resolution 712? I don't know about that one. Um, I have not memorized every House resolution by number, even the marijuana ones. So I'm not sure. I'm going to now work on something for backlighting. Can you get some information on uh, uh, House Resolution 712 so we can discuss it? Yeah, so it looks like official title as introduced, expressing the sense of the House representative about changes rules. Oh, this is about filibuster. Oh, oh yeah, the filibuster. Um, I don't know. How many people do they want to stop the train now? 50, 55, 60? I just don't understand how we have things like filibusters and gerrymandering. I mean, you have the words for all the fucked up things that slow down our process, you know? It's Congress. I think that's literally what it's called, Congress. That, 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 that's the other half of the, uh, yeah. the problem. So did you hear the news out of Illinois, though? Oh, no. What happened? Uh, Illinois, as of yesterday, started taking hemp applications. So I've had a pretty rough 24 hours. Um, first off, I had some thing done to this shoulder. Have you ever heard of PRP or like stem cell therapy? Yeah, yeah. Sure, All right. That stuff hurts, man. That stuff hurts. And so that was my morning. And then I had to drive back from Chicago. I was speaking at the uh, Cannabis Investor Conference conference yesterday in Chicago, and it went really well. But, of course, on the day that I actually have to drive up there, uh, the state of Illinois releases the uh, hemp application that I want us to go through uh, real quick. I'll share my screen, except for you, Facebook. If you guys want to find it on Facebook, Google uh, Cannabis Lawyer, or actually Google Illinois Hemp Application. You'll find my site, and I've updated my site. I'll show you the page later, and you can click right over to it, or you can give us a call, and we'll help you out. Um, and so Illinois did a great job by creating this site, and they also did a great job by making it easy enough so that the average farmer that wants to do it for themselves can do it, but also yeah. complicated enough so that the LLC that wants to be able to have uh, multiple areas in which they're farming and have their attorney submitted for them can also do that. So it depends on what type of um, uh, farmer that you are. But the, the, this, the registration for the actual processors uh, so if you want to process it, that, uh, that one's real quick. Uh, you know, we'll help you out. But like, you know, they made that uh, quick on, on purpose. And it's great in the sense that it is they aren't standing in the way of uh, the Illinois farmers that want to farm hemp can. And uh, those that that want to will probably find uh, my site. Let me just go ahead and start sharing it right now. Uh, again, mm -hmm. sorry, Facebook. When you uh, say processor, do you mean like some is that everything from textile to someone who wants to make CBD products? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's everything from textile to everybody who wants to make CBD products. So you can see, like, you know, it's a quick Google search and you'll find uh, I'm I'm result two after the news and stuff. And you can tell it, it was a busy day. 
because they actually have real news from like U.S. news and then the Twitter feeds and then they have Illinois. That's going to be hard to compete with them. But then it's my site there. And so I updated it uh, to really quickly click over to the uh, hemp application. And if we go to that, let's walk through it really uh, quick. Oh, wow. This uh, here's the state of Illinois website. They are so fast that you never, ever, ever, not once regret doing a live demo on uh, your YouTube news for the week. Oh, good. It finally loaded. And so uh, you, you choose, you know, I'm going to be uh, who am I? You know, I'm going to be an LLC. I'm going to be, a, let's say I'm a processor. Let's say I'm a processor. And you can see the, the application gets a lot smaller when you're a processor. And mm-hmm. when you say that you are going to be a grower, you get this feature. And here's where the stuff really gets gummy. And uh, so you fill out all your stuff as the LLC, you know, who the... Because somebody, applicant name only, no business information, please. So the applicant, you know, the owner, CEO, president. So let's say the um, the applicant is going to be this company. But then the applicant actually has to be like a person in that company. So okay. let's say it's going to be Illinois Hemp or, you know, you'll say like Bob Jones. Title will be like CEO or like managing member. And then you can put like his actual physical stuff and then location information. Uh, Illinois hemp and, you know, doing business as Lincoln's choice hemp or something, you know, and then give you their phone and their address. And then that's when you come down to this one, the grower's identification. This is where stuff kind of gets a little weird and hard um, because, like I said, I applaud Illinois for what they did. It's great. But, um, oh, yeah, this is where it gets tough. Like, I cannot type in a coordinate at all. Like, so let's say we're farming somewhere over here. And and then, sorry, zoom, zoom in and keep zooming in. And then you have to know like your exact plot and then keep zooming in. And then you trace it with this. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so then after you trace it, you know, you'll get and you you say finish, save save the field coordinates. And then it does a little math. So that was like 50 acres right there. That's where it gets like kind of gummy. And then uh, signing authority for the business. And you fill that out and then, uh, you know, put the applicant's name in there and you click to continue and you, you, you know, uh, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. And then I find that it's a little bit easier when you're getting the, uh, the coordinates, you just go to Google maps and then, uh, you know, cause you can more quickly put in whatever it is. Cause with a lot of the, uh, and I can pretty much stop sharing the screen now, a lot of the, uh, the farmers and stuff, they will have aerials. And so that helps with finding it, but it's almost just easier to type, type it in and Google. And then you have like it relatively, and then you can find it there and then find it on the actual map and, and do it that way. But yeah, Illinois is now open for business in uh, hemp for everybody. Nice. But so, um, they have to know the exact size, though, for their, their farm. I mean, that's kind of a painting. Yeah, and I think they're doing that so they can make sure that they have the right data for um, yields and stuff. But, um, you know. There, uh, a, a state, uh, uh, do you have to be a state citizen or a residency? I don't know. And it, isn't, it doesn't see it. seems so. It just looks like you need to have, like, a title. And so like an LLC could just be like, oh, you know, all right, let's. Uh, and then it said on that on the land, you know, do you rent the land? Do you own the land? So 
LLC could be renting all this land from a farmer in the area and just lock up as much of the state as they want. And I believe it's like contig- contiguous though. So like each license would match that particular, um, uh, uh, that particular plot of land, I think. But we'll see uh, what happens uh, if uh, with, with the licensing on that, if they try to get a fee for each particular plot or not. Uh, it'll be an exciting time. Right on. Um, in the comments, books, copy, the same person talked about that resolution about the um, uh, filibuster. He says it it's mandating research, which I don't understand. But, um, yeah, I guess that's something, right? <laughs> hey, uh, you know, Washington, uh, hemp is legal again here now, too. Oh, yeah? That's great. So what are they going to do about the uh, the outdoor pollination and how it, it might ca- create cross-pollination and all sorts of chaos? So I have a friend. Uh, let me find the link. Farmer Tom. He's a, a, a longtime uh, cannabis grower out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually posted on his page because um, he's part of the, the – so he's actually the only uh, organic cannabis grower, federally recognized organic cannabis grower. Because OSHA came out to his property years ago and did a study on um, ergonomics of like trimming and uh, you know what it takes to be a, an organic uh, cannabis farm, and so they have a study written by OSHA and uh, L and I uh, based off his farm. And so he's the only or- organic cannabis grower recognized federally. But um, he has a, he's trying to do an academy now. They're doing a hemp academy. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the because uh, I, I asked that yeah, question. Well, uh, I was going to say that's one of the larger gaps in the skill sets that because the, the farmers can grow it, the farmers can grow, but it's a new crop for them. So they're going to have to spend this year kind of learning and getting their arms around the plant, literally. And then they'll uh, be able to expand a little bit more uh, next year. And Illinois was great that they're giving people uh, flexibility to select wh- how long they want their license. The max is up to three years, but, you know, one, two or three so if you're going to get your feet wet and get your hemp license for this year, you know, start small and then uh, work on your operations because that's what's really going to uh, matter in the end. Well, you know, and, and some of these ingrow operations are just phenomenally huge, dude. Mm-hmm. Hemp, you know, I think <clears throat> they're in the same proper mindset as the, 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 the THC recreational grower. Now they're one wants to be contaminated. Your pollination, cross-pollination. So, right. you know, I think we're going to see the evolution of the more inside grow. You know, that that outside debate, you know, you're debating oxygen and, 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 and wind. You know, you're, you can't, you know, one, one person right doesn't override the other ones. I don't Wind know. blows so much in Illinois. Wind is basically just one of the largest forces in the state. It's terrible. Yeah, no, it's uh, so like that cross-pollination issue has not, I don't think, been properly addressed, nor will I think it will be addressed because... Uh, when I did ask that question, <clears throat> let me tell you his response. I just found it. So I asked, um, how how was the pollen issue addressed so far? And really, right now, it all goes back to education, he says. Once farmers understand that processors do not want seeded hemp, they will want the effort to call the mills out. So, I mean, it just comes down to a, I think, vigilance. Uh, because I've, when I had three plants, you know, there's a certain point where they all look alike. Then they start growing balls, and you're like, you're you're not going to be a good one for me. Technically, they're pollen sacks, but balls is a good analogy. Yeah, yeah, you know. So here, I'm gonna I'm gonna copy paste this uh, 
Hemp Academy from Farmer Tom. You can check well, it out. Yeah, but uh, it, it does kind of sound like you might have to, they'd call it detasseling in corn. And a lot of the Illinois farm uh, children uh, are familiar with that process. And it might be one of their first jobs. But yeah, sure. Let's uh, just imagine in 10 years, they might be walking the hemp fields, calling the males. Yeah, you know, that's, I, I, I think farming's hard and people don't understand. Uh, so uh, that's definitely a thing. Um, Books and Coffee asks, is there an additional link that better explains Trump's denial? <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, the link itself, what I, what I posted, it, it just represents all the testimony that went on that was represented by his ad- administration, their books. And I think, you know, Trump takes the easy stance of saying it's for the state's rights, whereas he lets all his little minions uh, do the enforcement of what I think, you know, his policy is because he is a control freak. So things don't go uh, happen without his say so, you know. Yeah, I got you, man. Um, There's no better link is what I'm trying to point out. <laughs> were you just on the marijuana moment link? Is that the one that you you, yeah, you posted? Yeah, okay, cool. That's the only one that I found, and it's dated yesterday, so it's very, very recent. I mean, that's – and he's he's out of Washington, D.C., so, like, he's got the pulse on the federal uh, government on that. But uh, did you see, like, the other – like the, because that's bad news. And like, I, it just makes me think that I don't think uh, Donald Trump's not going to legalize it. But then uh, did you see the one about the immigration uh, comment that USCIS and USCIS is the United States Customs and Immigration Service? They had a, a press release that came out about one week ago, uh, April 19th or so, uh, regarding um, uh, immigrations inv- or immigrants involvement in even if it is a lawful ma- marijuana industry is considered un-American or something like that. Did you see that? Yeah, and you know, that's the thing, right? I mean, uh, it's a, 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 a backwards policy that, um, a, a backwards read for badness. I uh, wrote an article here, I'm going to post it here. Um, where a friend of mine, he's a uh, an engineer. He's got an electronics engineering master's or whatever. Guy lives square all his life. He fucking... Uh, Someone I wouldn't hang out with, probably, or maybe yeah, I would hang out with, but we wouldn't do mushroom together, shit like that, you know. Um, right. You know, he, the the festival starts at, stops at a certain time for this guy. Anyways, <clears throat> he's in his retirement age, and he's got a lot of money saved, and him and his wife are going to plan, you know, world trips. And so, uh, what he was going to apply for was the uh, the fast travel pass. You know, oh, the TSA uh, pre-check. I just got mine in the mail. I can't wait to like fly some. Oh yeah. When is yeah. Fest again? It's uh, August 16th to the 18th? Oh, 16th, 17th, 18th, yeah. Yeah, uh, I get to use TSA PreCheck for that. That's going to be really sweet. That, that flight will be a little bit less uh, annoying. Well, so the TSA PreCheck is just for national flights, right? He's trying to do the international one, which is a uh, global they check. I didn't know they had a global check. That's cool. Yeah, it's a global check, but it's only through certain airports, too. Like, we out here in Seattle have an international airport, SeaTac. Mm-hmm. is one of the places you can do this at and uh <clears throat> lived a clean life no you know fuck uh it's got multiple did all the right things saved up investment retirement property wife raised a kid who his son was actually a part of the team that helped discover the uh the gravitational waves right so this guy is up there super smart gravitational waves you mean one of those things that proved yet another one of like einstein's theories from like 100 years ago yeah, yeah. So like this—that's the kind of person this guy was, and is rather. And so he's sitting here talking because with these pre-checks, you have to do an interview. Once they do the background check, um, oh shit, I gotta go for a second. Uh, All right, 
Yeah. I'll entertain myself. But oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hang on. I realize that YouTube really enjoys watching uh, where Miggy works. That's that is some of the best stuff. However, the USCIS did issue policy guidance clarifying how federal controlled substances laws applies to naturalization determination. So when he says that it is uh, some of that aspect of a uh, reverse anti-Americanism or whatever, um, yeah, it, it's terrible in the sense that even if these uh, people that want to become citizens are complying with the laws of the state that they are in, if uh, they are using some Schedule One substance, non-medical marijuana, parens, recreational marijuana in their jurisdictions, it may lead to immigration consequences. So that is one aspect of the federal government continuing to use the cannabis laws to keep outsiders outside of the United States citizen ranks, uh, United States citizenship ranks, which is somewhat how the original marijuana prohibition began because there was what is American and then there was what is different. And that's one of the reasons why they called it marijuana. Oh, look who's joining us. I'm back. <laughs> so back to my story about my friend who's trying to get that global entry pass. who's done all the right things in life. <clears throat> Part of this pass, you have to do an interview with a, a, an agent and in passing, you know, You've gotten tickets. No. Uh, have you ever tried marijuana? Yeah. Excuse me. He said the conversation went from a casual to an interrogation. And then a month later, because they don't tell you there, but a month later, it says in his letter that he was denied for uh, cannabis use for, for a Schedule One drug, even in a legal state bordering on a legal country. Yeah, and that happens. And like the immigration aspect of it is terrible because there are a lot of... You know, some residents that are here on like an H-1 visa, they can have like dual intent and then get their green card. And that's their permanent residence. And they have to do that before they're able to be even eligible to become a citizen. So these people that are living amongst us, they have to sit on the sidelines and they aren't welcomed in to be an American where like you can have states rights, even though, of course, it is um, uh, it bows to the federal sovereignty. However, I mean, it's just so un-American that you're going to require these people that want to become Americans through following all the right rules and the regulations. And if you want to see something that's almost as onerous and as crazy as the federal marijuana laws, look at the federal immigration laws. I mean, they are ridiculous. And then they, they got them. I mean, like everybody wants to be an American. And so the people that do get in here, uh, you know, America kind of has them by the uh, the balls. And so they are going to be able to say what they need to do and, even if they're following the law, you know, and they, they would just be, you know, an infraction. I mean, or just completely legal. But then uh, are you going to have ICE people, uh, ICE agents standing outside dispensaries in Colorado? Well, it just it seems that a lot of these laws are just to hurt control, dis disenfranchised communities. That way you can have uh, a prison revenue or uh, a low labor base revenue. Um, <laughs> you know, they don't make sense. You know. Why, why are they bitching about caravans coming to us at the same time they're encouraging a coup in Venezuela? That's probably making people freak the fuck out and get out of their own country. So, right. I mean, there's no right, you know, they're, they're just not, you know, building a wall is not going to stop shit, you know, because all these people they're catching, all these oh, right. like, I've built walls before. It stops wind, all right. I mean, like sometimes, <laughs> like you get behind a wall and that wind just stops. But all this bullshit about crisis and, uh, uh, you know, the crisis that people are showing up at actual ports of entry. They're not showing up at the fucking imaginary ports. They're showing up at the already spots. So right. you're not going to stop some bullshit. Uh, the crisis we have is, I think, 
the uh, the opioid, uh, 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 rather, you know, our um, our ignorance crisis. You know, we're with this kind of ignorance crisis. If there's one thing that Americans, I believe, have always prided themselves on, and George W. Bush was a good um, personification of it, and even so is Donald Trump to a certain extent. Even though they both have like Ivy League, uh, you know highfalutin educations, they still have that ability to embrace the common man where it's like, I don't need to think too much about this. It just feels right. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And how, how are our politics and our policy based off that bullshit? <laughs> it's, it's, it's an American thing. Like there's, there's just part of America that's like, I don't need that them book learning. I mean, it, we're the same people that, you know, uh, you know, you smoke some reefer and the white girls are going to like the brown boys. You can't have that. Why? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Wait, we're gonna tell what what white girls could like. That's we, that's what we're regulating. I didn't see that bill. That seems uh, that seems a little bit invasive. But then I'm sure uh, women would be like, "Are you kidding? Have you seen the stuff they tried to regulate about us?" Seriously, yeah, I'm pretty sure women were property up until like 1846, right? Uh, now, isn't that why they had dowries? No, no, none of that makes sense. <laughs> Hey, also in uh, hemp news, CBD news, uh, I don't know if you're familiar about that one uh, confiscation that happened in Big Sky off of ID84. Yes, that was discussed last evening at the, uh, the the Cannabis Investors Conference, and that was a large supply. And so hopefully that supply had what they call in the in the industry like an opinion letter, um, you know, which is a warning to the law enforcement officers that says no please go get the farm bill and turn to page 435 and see that you're not allowed to stop the interstate commerce through your state, which is what they do. Cause it was a huge truckload, but I mean, it was a truckload of like CBD isolate, right? No, no, it's flower. It was, it was a flower compound. And it probably was. Oh, I talked about CBD isolate. La- yeah. Last night. So they were stopping even that in Ohio, like, mm-hmm. you know, it was out on the West coast. It said the hemp got harvested on the West coast, got processed into isolate, and then they're shipping it back um, East. So it could be uh, turned into whatever the end uh, ingredient or whatever the end product was for that isolate. And they got stopped in um, Idaho. Yeah, no, it's totally insane. And and again, it comes back to our issues of not being united. Well, yes. And then it's not only that, you know, so now you have states that aren't even going to follow the law. So that's how disregarded the federal law is. All right. So if Colorado is going to disregard the federal law when it comes to the adult use, because that is that's schedule one substance, the and so the, the the feds aren't enforcing their own law when it comes to that, when it comes to Colorado, the other adult use states. And then on the other side of that is, well, it's federally lawful because the, uh, oh, I, I need to turn that off or people need to stop messaging me on Facebook. And so um, uh, the opposite of that is what they've done with hemp. Now they've taken it out of the Controlled Substances Act. So it is federally legal. And then they've also said, not only that, you're an, allowed to uh, transport this interstate in the, in the farm bill. And then you have states saying, and? Yeah, yeah. No, this is a big issue, I think, you know, and how we keep staying partisan. You know, if, you know, we can all agree on, like, murder's bad. Can we just agree that, you know, like... We can't this, all agree on murder's bad. The death penalty is <laughs> a thing, especially in Texas. Yeah. But I mean, especially in Texas. But the... This conversation is beating a dead horse. This is not an experiment no more. You know, uh, legalization. Oh, right. 
Right. I mean, there's one thing about policy when it comes down to, you know, is the death penalty a, a deterrent or, or the, whatever the purpose for the death penalty is. But it, that's that is a policy discussion. That's not something on a scientific matter like a drug where you have like the FDA or the USDA and you have like what is generally regarded as safe. What is a new dietary ingredient, you know, um, and, and what what constitutes a, a pharmaceutical drug? those types of regulations. And I think that cannabis legalization, as it continues to go forward, especially after the farm bill, is now going to really inject more civics lessons. And the civics lessons this time will be, uh, what's the purpose of the FDA? What's the purpose of the USDA? How do we regulate uh, drugs uh, in this country? And by drugs, I mean, you know, chemicals, uh, whether they're food or whether they're created in a lab or whether they're created in a plant. And the United States really hasn't like uh, revisited that since the most recent one, I think was called Deshay. And that, of course, is an acronym that stands for something that escapes me, but it was like 1994. So it's been, you know, uh, decades since that policy has been, uh, you know, revisited. And I think it's just because it's well settled and it kind of works, kind of. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think the term regulation needs to be observed too. Like, what are you really, what are you trying to deter or help? You know, um, scheduling drugs is, seems to be an okay method, except for that biasness of when you already have marijuana being as part of one of the worst ones. I mean, you, then you've already made your case. You broke, you, you, you failed your argument. You know? Right. And maybe, uh, again, maybe it's, but when it comes down to like line drawing in the sand, that's the point, and that's the germane of Congress. And the reason why Congress was able to draw those lines up in the sand for the Controlled Substances Act was because they were regulating uh, commerce. And, and that's the basis for the Controlled Substances Act. It's not necessarily for what the Food and D Drug Administration does to determine uh, food safety, purity, drug efficacy, those types of lines that are drawn in the sand. And so just even having a Controlled Substances Act, which creates federal crimes, that isn't, that isn't you know, where the, the schedules that are there were created by Congress. Congress put marijuana in the Controlled Substances Act. The FDA didn't put marijuana in the Controlled Substances Act. The USDA didn't put marijuana in the Controlled Substances Act. Congress did. But then the FDA will say, OK, well, this drug, Epidiolex, let's say, let's say you take uh, uh, CBD hemp. You grow it, you, you, you extract it, so you have just CBD isolate. You test its purity, you go, yep, it's pure. Uh, and then you spend all that money to get a, uh, a drug uh, like GW Pharmaceuticals did, and then they have Epidiolex, which takes that chemical basically out of the food supply, uh, for lack of a better term. It's one of the reasons why we do not have... Um, well, all syrup that hip hop rap stars like to drink uh, is not manufactured by the actual drug company. Sure, sure. Ms. Gizzer? Right. That is a uh, that is a, a real cocktail that you have to have at a speakeasy in the sense that there is no, you know, there's no like Tylenol Coke. You know, there's no those types of things where you have an actual drug that's then placed into something else. Uh, and that's the purpose of that regulation. But, you know, we'll we'll see what happens with CBD coke. I'm sure that's going to come along. And that's really the difference then between like, well, is it a drug or is it a food additive or a supplement? Because you can have like ginseng in Pepsi or or any like monster. What the 
what the heck is in Monster Beverage, right? Did you see that uh, Arby's? What was it CBD 420? Oh, yeah. CBD 420, kind of like that. Yeah, they had the Arby's with it. So, you know, it's different when something is considered a pharmaceutical drug versus when something is considered a, uh, a food or a food supplement like that because the way that the food is defined under that, again, I believe it is the Shea, that defines this whole idea of a new dietary ingredient and so what's going to happen when all these uh, hemp farmers are out there and the FDA starts regulating come this year sometime, uh, could all the product that is on the shelves be taken off the shelves? So does um, Illinois have a CBD policy? Not that I'm aware of. So once all your hemp growers start selling their product and all these abuses start happening and they start seeing CBD pop up everywhere. You think that might be the new, uh, uh, Oh my gosh. Do you have any idea where we are in the CBD craze? Did you see that bullshit about Kim Kardashian's wedding, uh, wedding shower or something? Oh yeah. yeah, Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's, that's when you know that CBD is like off the chain. It's like, Oh, of course, Kim Kardashian is having a CBD themed wedding shower with like meditation gong retreats and everybody's really, really relaxed. You know, as much as I hate to say it and admit it, but that is going to help legalization in the long run because she's just carried a conversation with a million little fucking idiots that I I don't think I don't think a million fucking idiots follow Kim Kardashian. I'm pretty sure there's like tens, if not hundreds, of millions of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying that, that they all vote eventually. They don't all vote. <laughs> they all get you know they they vote with their credit cards and they buy stuff, but I don't necessarily know if they go to the polling place and like, you know, vote, but eh. you know, she's rebranding. She's going to be a lawyer just like you. Yes. Yes. She will be a lawyer just like me with one difference. She, uh, uh, cause I, I'm trying to say like, I went to law school and I did, I, I went to law school. I, I didn't really go to class, but I went to law school. Um, and so like, she's going to try to skip the law school part which I don't think that the laws of California allow. I know the laws of California require you to pass the California bar, but most states, that isn't enough. Like most states, it's not enough to pass the bar. You also have to go to law school. The amount of class you attend, well, that's, that's really up to you and the university. Mm. All right, so enough of her big ass. Um, you're she does big ass, though. You know about North Dakota, right? I do not know about North Dakota. No, what happened? They're about to implement changes to their medical marijuana law to improve the business of viability part. That's amazing. How is South Dakota going to like that? Because I thought South Dakota is one of the four states that has absolutely no uh, medical marijuana and no distinction between hemp and, and marijuana and all that. I think the, you'll see signs that point towards South Dakota saying, come to North Dakota for weed. <laughs> I think Massachusetts does that to Rhode Island. Massachusetts, though, only really has like one or two dispensaries currently open. So, again, the applicationing process takes a long time. So it's cool that uh, hemp was so fast in Illinois, but you know they, they've really opened up a floodgate. There's no way that adult use is going to be that fast. But I believe they will have... Uh, a similar type of web interface for some aspects of the adult use licensing. And Mm. they are going to, because like the hemp 
site that they built there, they've really got a lot of the information already t- set up into the system. They need to update it. Like the, uh, the map search is really crap, but once that gets updated, it'll be really easy. I mean, like people aren't going to hire me as their lawyer simply to help them with their hemp application. It's all the other accoutrement and the, the insights that come with it. But, uh, you know, it's, um, Speaking I have, up. what's that? Speaking of, what did you think about that hemp insurance that I sent you that, that picture, that, yeah, that was something else. I haven't gotten a chance to really dig into it. But hemp insurance is one of the things that people are going to be talking about uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks because we just got a flood out here. So it probably push uh, planting back a couple of weeks. But um, I know that they aren't really operating under the auspices that they will have an insured crop. Uh, at least at the federal level, maybe there will be some uh, private insurance that is available. And did you send me private insurance? Because the feds haven't made uh, crop insurance for hemp just yet. They're going to try to do that next year. That has to be private insurance because the gentleman who I saw that from, he has a field in um, Wisconsin. Awesome. Yeah. And I'll, I'll you know, definitely take a look at that again. And cause then that'll be like the next layer of value that you can be like, okay, guys, let's talk about the insurance options that you have this year. It appears that unlike your other crops, you can't get it from the feds, but there's this provider. And then it's just easier to get money out of uncle sugar than it is an insurance company, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, I can wrap this up though. It's been a pleasure. Oh. All, right. All right. Well, and I'm sorry that we were a little late, but thanks, man. I'll, I, Cool. I'll talk to you next week. Have a good one.